This episode is brought to you by Push Messaging God's Urban Airship. They can be found at urbanairship.com and by ThinkNear. Their location score platform delivers the most accurate location targeting available on mobile. Visit them at locationscore.com. Welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing with your hosts, Rob Woodbridge and Asif Khan. It is time for This Week in Location-Based Marketing. This is episode number 214. We're recording this live on Boxing Day. That's December 26, 2014. My name is Rob Woodbridge from Untether.tv, located in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Merry Christmas, Asif. Thank you, Rob. Same to you and your family. It is Asif Khan from the Location-Based Marketing Association in balmy, sunny Toronto, <laughs> where it's green and warm and there's no snow. Um, but yeah. It is sure. just that. You know what? I see a uh, my, my snow, my grass is appearing now. And it's not only just appearing. I see the snow f- slowly disappearing in Ottawa at the end of December, which is unheard of. Uh, you know, certainly this late in the year, skiing. As I've become a skier now, this is not good news. Not good news at all. At all. At all. I'm not happy about it. And I never thought I'd say that. I don't like winter, but I don't like no snow. Yeah. Um, yeah a little snow is good. Well, this is, uh, this is of course, this is our predictions show. Our, you know, the things that we think are going to be impo- important to you in 2015. Um, but before we actually get into that, remember, see if I told you that my kids, uh, I'd saved up all my uh, my loyalty points from uh, President's Choice, and I bought them an Xbox One, and uh, we we uh, did the huge unboxing yesterday, unveiled it. The kids were ecstatic; they were jumping all over the place. We plugged it in. It took so long to set it up. Jump onto the internet, uh, and it cannot connect to Xbox Live. Why? Because of hackers. Hackers took down Xbox Live and the PlayStation Network yesterday, or started on Christmas Eve, went throughout all of Christmas Day, and uh, I think it's back up right now, but uh, devastating. Can you imagine trying to explain that to your kids, that hackers? Hackers took down. And uh, they didn't believe me until they saw it on CNN. I said, see, that's what's happening. And then uh, I think my kids think I'm just one huge idiot. Right, um, <laughs> making stuff up, Dad. Are you are you telling me the truth, or do you not know how to do this? Hackers, sure, Dad, is what yeah, I was thinking. I was getting. Sure. So, they, they seem to be back up and running now. So they're very uh, they're ecstatic, but uh, went over very well. What is that that you just pulled up right there? This is uh, my my daughter made maybe a custom mug L B M A as you can see going around it. <laughs> I uh, love it. Yes, handmade, hand painted, uh, along with a coaster that goes along with it as well made yeah. for the boss made like, for the boss <laughs> made yeah for the boss. <laughs> that is so, awesome way yeah. to go well <clears throat> yes that that's the best gift ever forget the it's Xbox. awesome yeah yeah well we have uh, predictions we've also been having some bandwidth who could have predicted we'd be having bandwidth problems on uh, on boxing day so we're going to try to uh, cruise through this episode we say that all the time but we've got some good predictions that we want to get through um, and we also want to quickly summarize how we think we did last year and really focusing on the companies that we thought were going to excel or disappoint uh, in, in this year. And, and I think that um, I, I don't even uh, I, I don't really know where to start, but uh, I think that your company to watch for last year was, um, well, first of all, your, the company that you thought would have the biggest catastrophe was who? Do you remember who it was last year? Patch? No. Patch. It was Patch. Way to go, it man. It was Patch. Uh, so, um, what happened to Patch? Uh, I think they're dead. I think they're dead. Did I think they're dead. I, uh, should we applaud that? I, I'm, I, not, I'm not yeah, sure. Uh, I don't know. But, um, you know. Not so good. I guess I got that one right. <clears throat> Way to go. And, and I, I, my prediction for the company that I thought was going to have a pretty tough year this year was Square. 
And uh, I think it took to the last week of the year before the Starbucks announcement came out that Starbucks was jettisoning, jettisoning uh, Square, and but Square would still run the transactions. And we all speculate that they're taking a bath on the transactions. So mm. it's costing them every single time somebody uses uh, a credit card uh, with with Starbucks. So I don't see that this is a good relationship. So. I don't know if that qualifies as a win. I don't like predicting the demise of companies, but the business model is not there. I've never been a fan of Square, and and here we are uh, towards the end of the year, and this happens. I I, I don't think we should celebrate these things, but... um no, but uh, you know it's uh, it is what it is. I mean, when you look at these business models and you and and you see these people are, are bleeding cash or you know they have no revenue at all. Um, you know what else can you say about them, right? It's uh, you know they they're just you know they're just fun little things for uh, the super rich investor community to play around with. Exactly, they're toys. They're, they're toys. toys. These are their Christmas presents. This is like a squares a one billion dollar Lamborghini. Yeah. Right, it's a midlife crisis. Uh, the companies, though, that we wanted to focus on that, that you thought uh, that we wanted to watch out for 2015, that we're going to have a breakout year in 2015. And obviously, um, you you said uh, Shazam, of all companies, which I thought was uh, fascinating. We both love Shazam. And I, it has become less relevant to me this year because of I, the latest uh, iOS update. I may be an old school user of it just for music, right? But uh, uh, Shazam did have a great year, didn't they? Yeah, I, I think they had a pretty good year. Um, you, you know, I, I think what we've seen is Shazam starting to, you know, take their technology, their core listening audio recognition technology, and move it beyond uh, just music. Uh, you know, you, you know, obviously for the last couple of years they've been doing stuff with uh, with broadcasters and TV commercials. This year we saw them partner. You know, we talked on the show about their relationship with Moon Media, uh, in store audio, and, and connecting up to that. So using the Shazam app when you're in a store. Uh, by by connecting to something you're hearing over the in-store audio system, we talked about them partnering up with uh, Digital Out of Home, uh, connecting to uh, mall screen networks. Uh, again, Shazamming content uh, coming off of uh, of screens in in, in shopping malls. So I, I think we're seeing a big, big uh, sort of uh, you know movement by Shazam into sort of taking their tech, their their core technology, and just widening uh, you know the uh, the use use cases and appeal of it. Uh, the reality is, is that you know, retailers, uh, merchants, they want users, they want numbers, and Shazam has numbers and spades, right? And I think that's what they bring to the table that many of these other apps, you know, uh, can't. They just don't have the the volume. They just don't have the numbers there. So, Shazam's what? What are they? Six hundred million? Yeah, literally. 600 million people have that app. So, um, so I think they had a good year. Um, the iOS thing, you know, I'll. I'll I'm kind of like 50-50 on that, right? Because on the one hand, I still use Shazam. I, I mean, I, I have my iPhone 6. I have the Shazam app on here. So, you know, the, the, the scenario where you're in the car or something, listening to radio, uh, you're in hands-free mode where you can just say to Siri, hey, what's this song? Th that integration with Shazam, I like it. I think it's good. I think it's bad for Shazam on, in some respects in that, they're kind of diluting their brand a little bit, Slightly. but I but I still use the Shazam app separately from the the scenario I just described because quite often you know I've like I've been in in situations where the radio is on and there's just like a continuous stream of great music going on and it's all like 80s or 90s or whatever stuff I've forgotten about and I'll just throw the thing there and I'll have it auto tag everything. Um, yep. Siri can't do that. 
uh, you still need the app to do that, uh, the, the Corsair Zam app to do that. And if you want to go look at tags, you got to have the app to do that too, right? Um, yeah, so it's immediate though. That's what. That's the thing that it, it, it satisfies is is the immediate requirement to find the song. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you know what? I thought one of your predictions though was very appropriate, which was. You're talking about Shazam teaming up with Amazon because we were talking yeah. about in store, and then Amazon came out with their Echo, the Amazon Echo, which is an appliance. And I, what did I call it? The Shaziri, right? Which Shaziri. is it's basically yeah. Shazam and Siri in a hardware piece that sits in right. your living room, and it picks things up, and you can talk to it, and it learns from you at the same time. And I thought um, that's very fascinating because that's exactly what you were talking about, Siri. Or, or uh, Shazam and Amazon teaming up with something to be able to create yep. something. And, and the functionality of, what, of what, what they've done there is, is great, yeah. except for the fact that it's Amazon uh, and it's hardware, <laughs> yeah, right? And we, we, we know their experience with hardware. Like That's how many phones did they sell? Three? Mm-hmm. I, think, I don't think that they sold any. How I, many I Echoes have they sold? Zero, probably. Uh, so... You know, it's uh, that's the challenge with this stuff. They've got the p- patents, they've got the technology. These guys are like powerhouses when it comes to that, right? They just don't know how to sell hardware. It's it's like Google, right? So it's like Google trying to play in in in, uh, in the social space. Yep. They can't do it. Not so well. So stop. It's not in their DNA. If Amazon just gave away their hardware to all of their subscribers, I think that that would be something like sure. a Prime subscriber. I think that oh. would be the best strategy, honestly. Awesome. So, uh, you know, what if we what if we talk about what's what's happening down the road? Um, what do you think um, uh, for 2015? What should should our listeners be focused on? Should be listening to? Should be uh, you know um, basically laser like when it comes to the location based marketing world? So, for for me, one of the key things that I think we're going to see uh, a big move in uh, in 2015 is this idea of. Uh, you know, AR mainstreaming or virtual reality. Um, you know, the, the, you know, we talk a lot about the need for merchants uh, and and for for marketers to to think about telling stories, creating experiences. And I think that this idea of AR and, and or, or VR, however you want to describe it, uh, I think those those two terms, by the way, are coming together. Yes. Um, you know, but this idea of creating augmented stories, virtual stories. Uh, or experiences, you know, in your stores, in your buildings, you know, in, in on your tables, you know, whatever it is uh, that you're doing, I, I think that's going to be a big thing in 2015. This continued move towards experiential marketing powered by AR, VR technologies, things like Oculus. We're going to see a big year for Oculus. You know, it, it, you know, the acquisition happened and then it you know, kind of got a little bit quiet. We haven't seen a lot of applications, you know, uh, on, on, built on it yet, but it's coming, and I think 2015 is a big part of that. Uh, you know, we saw the, um, you know, the uh, sort of the combination of indoor mapping technology from Al 411 with Google's Project Tango at Walgreens. So, so I, you know, that that's a very first early example of you know how this stuff can play out inside of a store. Uh, and I think we're going to see a lot more of that in uh, in 2015. So for me, that's one sort of big area uh, or bucket of of sort of technology uh, that I think is going to be really interesting. I think the other thing that I'm really uh, hot on for uh, for next year is this idea of um, sort of you know as, as we you know we've got more and more data being made available to us, and a lot of this data is is, is location based. Um, but it's how we use that data that allows us to customize and curate, you know, the the marketing, you know, and, and deliver truly one-to-one or personalized hyperlocal type of engagements. 
And, and so I think that you, we're going to get into these scenarios where um, I don't know what the right term for it is, but you know, I'll use the term newsroom, where you know, sort of corporations, brands have their own newsrooms, if you will. So instead of you, you know, instead of the consumer being forced to watch, you know, a, a you know, just uh, you know, one blast content stream coming from that brand and it's the same for everybody we're going to have these sort of um, you know contextualized personalized newsrooms if you will um, you know where content is curated uh, and individualized based on on smart you know use of data uh, that we have and I think brands are going to start to move in, in into that you know into that sphere so you know when you think about database marketing if you will in the old sense right you know you know and, and how we look at a CRM on what we have on on, on a individual customer based on you know pers- uh, past uh, purchase patterns and history and you know how many times they visit the store and all that kind of stuff um, I think it's what we'll see is is that instead of the response to that data being okay, here's a coupon or here's a this or here's a that, you know, and and everybody sort of falls in or, or you know even even categorized into into three or four buckets. Now we can get it down to you know okay, here's the content stream or the news channel for you uh, from our brand, and I think that's really interesting. Uh, and we're going to see a lot more of that kind of segmentation of data and customers. I'd like to see that because, you know, my number one complaint, I've been complaining about it for two years, three years, maybe since uh, the Gap set of companies has found email um, and they become spammers, right? They're still sending me uh, notifications of dress, you know, sales, right? Yeah. And, and, and those are the kind of things, even though I've gone in and personalized it a little bit, but I shouldn't have to. It should be based on my history that you know that I'm, I'm a man who has never bought a sundress uh, for personal use. Anyways, th- those are the kind of things. And I think that Companies like Amazon are, are so primed to do this because of the data yeah. that they know and the way that they've actually uh, done their algorithms. And, and, uh, and I think that that's just got to be parlayed from the digital world into the retail world, into the terrestrial world. And I think that maybe Amazon with their stores, could they do that? Could they be the first, the poster child to, to be able to, you know, be able to Well, I think what's, what's interesting is, is I think Amazon ha- certainly has the technology in terms of the, uh, the algorithms yeah. uh, are, are there and, and ready to go. Do they sell those? What's interesting is, is you know, um, not just Amazon opening up physical stores, but Amazon creating virtual stores. So let's yeah. blend the two things I just talked about together. Amazon's the perfect company that, that, could, that could actually, you know, tie both of those concepts together. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I would I tend to agree you know you know my number one thing prediction for this year was going to be uh, very much in line with you big fan of a company called Isle 411 and what they're doing inside of the shop and and I think that as a lot of companies are focusing on big huge amounts and volumes of data that are you're trying to apply to a greater audience I really like what Isle 411 is doing in the in the aisle pinpointing it down to the location, mm-hmm. putting context around it, and and, uh, and really, really hyper-segmenting your audience so that you're just hitting the right people at the right time with the right offer. And I think that those are the kind of things that we're going to start to see much more of. But the in-store experience to me is still terrible for the majority of the stores that you go into. Go into any big box, and despite the scare of showrooming and all that kind of stuff that we've talked about before, Nothing has changed. Has anything changed? Just even I can order online and pick up at the yeah. store. Has anything changed? Has anything? No, no not at all. Uh, and and if you think right now around Boxing Day and all the people out, you know, trying to you know do electronic shopping and all this kind of stuff, right? It, it's um, you know wh- why why go and fight all those crowds and all yeah. those people when you can go and get the same thing online right now. 
uh, you know, know. the same price or better. Um, you know, I, I like that doesn't make any sense to me because there's no service, there's no experience level that you know justifies you you know doing that. Um, you know, and just you know to kind of talk about this idea of content tied to location in store. Um, you know, we we floated this this this. Uh, you know, at the LBMA, we 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 do a lot of these sort of collaborative. You know, we come up with interesting use cases, and then we try to get our members to kind of work with us on this stuff. And we we floated this idea uh, back in the fall, and it's something that I'm hoping we can get some of our members to actually to, to try this year. But it was very very simple. So think, you know, you're you're in a Best Buy store or or something like that, Best Buy or Staples or you know one of these types of stores, and you know you're out walking through the electronics, you know, aisles, and you're walking by the printers. Uh, you know, and, and there's the HP display. I'm just picking on, I'm yep. just picking one example. Now, you know, it's, it's one thing to see the price there and, and, and from an indoor beacon position, you know, we know where you are. But rather than sending you, you know, a coupon because we know you're standing by the HP display, you know, one, one of the things that we know for, for a fact, and it works online beautifully, is that when people read product review information, ratings, you know, their, their likelihood of buying that product increases like tenfold, right? And, and so I said to these guys, I said, why don't we use these beacons to actually deliver the product review data to the person standing in the store about the printer that they're standing in front of? Instead of sending a coupon for a discount. Instead of sending a coupon. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, and, you know, and, and like for me, that's a no-brainer thing, right? But it's, but, but it's all about creating a good experience, right? And it's all about delivering, you know, more value to them while they're there uh, and, and enabling them to actually buy something. And, and so, by the way, if anyone's listening to this and you want to <laughs> do that, you know, we've got all the partners within the LVMA to make that happen. So, um, you know, let, let's talk about it. But, yeah. But that's, you know, we talked about uh, last year for our 2014 predictions, we talked about, the emergence of iBeacons. City Field had just announced that they were had yep. outfitted their stadium, uh, which is where the Mets play. And this is obviously, uh, Apple stores were just rolling out with the iBeacons. So this is long before Autograph uh, did yep. uh, Regent Street or HBC and uh, Lord & Taylor rolled out and all these other stores have rolled out. Um, so we started to see those emerge. It took kind of six, seven, eight months for those to start rolling out into the fall of this this year. And, and so, but all of those are geared towards what I would consider private ad networks. Yes. Right? So it is inside of a uh, you know a Macy's. It is inside of a Lord and Taylor. It's inside of a baseball stadium where you, once you're captive, they're bombarding you with deals, right? So different departments give different deals, and I think that um, that will get tired very quickly on a lot of people. And I know that there's companies that are managing the infrastructure and they're doing a great job of it, but I do believe, like Swirls, another example of a good yep. company that is is doing great things around the management of the beacons. Now, uh, and when messages are getting sent out, and there's a lot of studies now that are coming around about how many messages before people delete the applications, and it is no more than one. Um, so I think that we've, we've kind of saturated that, but your idea around using beacons, and this is where I think another thing that we're going to start to see in 2015, beacons become a little bit more passive. They're, they're data collectors, and they hit when the moment is right, but it's not, it, it's not so much about sales anymore. It's not about pushing product. It's about yeah. leading consumers to a purchase. It's about leading consumers to a decision. And it, the trigger point can be many different things. As you said, it can be a review on an HP product. It can also be a review on a show. It can be from a poster. It can be something be that just moves the consumer along and isn't in your face. It could be a request for more information. From the consumer side, it doesn't have to be a push, but it's all going to be powered by right. these things called beacons. And I think that we're going to start to see that 
gradually roll out unique uses and experiences for beacons post the deal, the coupon. Although yep. that's what still, pe still people are looking for when it comes to mobile shopping. That's for sure. Beacons are powerful, but there's a real risk that beacons become intrusive. And I think that if you're not helping your consumer, your customer move from A to B, even if it's a continuum up to F, you don't have to go to A to F. You don't close on the first date. You have to make them go through that continuum and maybe beacons can help there. And I think we're going to see more companies do that in 2015. At least I hope. That's one of my predictions. Here you go. Yeah. And then, like, the last thing I like talking about is always about this wearables, the, the, mm. this concept of, of now um, Apple, we know, getting into the fray with a watch, what that means for, uh, you know, and also not only that, but they're getting into the fray with a watch that allows you to do uh, contact payments, right? So basically tap your watch and it will process payments. Uh, so I'm very interested to see how that changes the game. But, uh, you know, I think that, with Apple, it's going to invent some new, uh, maybe a, a new marketing paradigm that I think we will really quickly know whether we're interested in getting messages pushed to our watch, our wrist, more than we're interested in, in getting pushed to, to our smartphone. And I don't see why that we would ever want that. Um, because most people turn off notifications on their phone. The last thing that they want is to have it pushed to their wrist. So I think that we're going to, this is going to be a contentious year for wearable technology and does it fit into the customer purchase pattern or path uh, or the customer service path or is it just quite frankly a really cool watch with smarts i think we're going to start to that will be answered this year um one way or another um and certainly we're going to obviously see the demise of uh of google glass which we've already started to see which we we talked about last year as well that it is cool but the form factor just doesn't work yeah, and we'll see. I mean, they're talking about V2 coming out uh, in the next month or so. But, it doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's it's still freaky, right? I mean, it's still like the average person is not going to want to walk around wearing something like that on their head. And I've done uh, many, I mean, presentations and, and uh, you can see because anybody who's wearing a Google Glass is recording. You got this little red yeah. dot of light beaming yeah. right on you and you know. It's Jordy. It is. It's unnerving, quite frankly. It's unnerving. So, um, you know, th those are general things, but I, I believe in in-aisle. I, b I believe in beacons and their use for moving you along the continuum of the path to purchase or whatever your interaction is going to be, path to subscription, whatever it is, there's a place there. And I think that, that we're going to, this is going to be the year that wearables are going to shake up. Are they actually going to be something or are they going to be a niche product uh, for athletes? And, uh, and you know, I've, I've interviewed many uh, wearable companies and, and they go from athletics to rehab. Right, so yeah. back pains and and posture control, and uh, and uh, are they going to be niche products like that? I think we'll we'll have that by the end of the year. This you know the answer to that by the end of the year. What about uh, last thing here, Zif? Uh, what about IoT? Like you know from a from a you know these are all big words that that people are throwing around. But does the Internet of Things? How does that play into this world of location marketing? Uh, it, it's it's central to it. I mean, I think um, you know we're we're starting to see. Uh, I mean, we have a number of members who are you know hardware companies that manufacture all sorts of IoT um, devices, uh, for lack of a better term, right now. But but the reality is, is I think everything you know around us is is getting smarter. From the coffee makers to their you know the you know the appliances in our house to you know tables. Uh, you know we we talked this year about things like, for example, Marriott's been playing around with tables in their lobbies that are smart. 
that can detect, you know, who's in the hotel and other people that, you know, making suggestions by pulling content together around people you should meet up with. I mean, we're, we're starting to see all sorts of uh, things like that. We talked about the Nescafe, uh, you know, uh, yeah. cap, the alarm yeah. clock cap. Um, you, you know, so, so, I, so I think the reality is, is that, you know, the, the smart, if you will, or, you know, is, is moving into all sorts of, uh, of, you know, what normally we would view as static objects, right? Um, you know, even things like our good friend Howard over at Mapco, for example, gas station convenience store chain, right? You know, even the pumps themselves are getting intelligent, like the smarts are being built into them, the beacons are being built into them, right? So they can detect, you know, when somebody's standing in front of the gas pump right yep. now. You know, um, and so, you know, the screens that are out there, you know, the billboards that are out there, all these things are getting technology put into them that make them aware of their surroundings, right? So it's the buildings, it's the, you know, it's the appliances, you know, all of these things are coming together and, and they're all, you know, sitting in a location somewhere, right? Um, and, and so they're, they're aware of where they are and they're aware of what's near them. Um, and I think that's where location, you know, becomes relevant in that because it allows us to not just engage with people, you know, you know, as they walk into our store or, 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 or you know, as we tend to talk to about in a retail context a lot, uh, but, but, but to also just track the movements of people every day, right? Um, and just, just counting is valuable, right? Um, yes. You know, analytics information, right, yeah. in terms of just understanding, you know, how many people actually pass by. You know this table uh, every day. You know, um, and so um, you, you know, or this billboard, or this what have you. So, you know, I think that's really, really interesting stuff. And I think you know, once we know that, that's sort of step one. And then being able to sort of create engagement around these 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 smart objects, I think is uh, is is going to be really interesting. I don't think next year is necessarily the year that that really you know sort of moves into full you know full steam ahead yet. I think that's more 2016, 2017. Um, but we're going to definitely see steps towards that, um, you know. And 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 you know, on the wearable side, I think the the two things kind of cross together as well, yes. right? You know, that you were just talking about. For me, you know, I don't know if you want me to talk about companies yet for for next Not year. Not yet. I got just a few uh, a few more things. Uh, one okay. one more thing to, to to kind of broach. But I I would agree. IoT. There's a lot of talk, a lot of speculation. Uh, but you know, I think that the the biggest gap is from the home to the car to the store, and that's got to be solved. And and I think that there's, yep. uh, you know, obviously there's opportunity to do it, but we as consumers have to be comfortable with that. Um, you know, I I want to just before we go to the companies I want we watch, I want to I want to bring up a, you know, is there a leading indicator? Is there something or some industry that is that is doing things that are doing things properly right now? Or that we should be watching uh, in order to be able to see where this industry is going. And a perfect example, I'll give it to you. I'll let you think about this because we haven't rehearsed this whatsoever. I look at the not-for-profit uh, stories that we covered all year this year. Beyond, uh, you know, a, a shadow of a doubt, blown away everything that the commercial world is doing. I don't know if that's because they're feel-good stories or they're doing good for the environment or for people. But I, I look at the way that they apply technology to a specific need and niche as as a prime example of uh, how we should be adopting this kind of technology, uh, you know anything from from paper or billboards that absorb pollution and mm -hmm. or absorb humidity and and create uh, drinking water, like th these are all things that that they found a need and and that's that's the industry. Those are the industries that I look to. Those stories. 
that are kind of the leading edge when it comes to the trends that we're about to see or something that's emerging or technology being applied, emerging technology that's being applied in an appropriate way. That, that, that for me, I look at those stories and those are the best of the best that I, that, that They're amazing. You know, through, through our, our many years that we've been doing this, those stories always resonate with me and they lead me down a path. What about, is there, is there, is there something like that for you that has resonated? Well, I would say from an industry perspective, yeah. you know, an area that I'm paying a lot of attention to these days is healthcare. Um, you know, and specifically the hospital uh, part of that, because what we're seeing is is a lot of the technology, you know, that we've been talking about in the retail sector for the last little while, things like beacons, you know, are finding their way into into the hospitals and healthcare uh, space. You know, from a wayfinding point of view, yeah. from an asset tracking, equipment tracking perspective, there's a lot of that going on. But some of the other things, like when we, when we talk about, when I say IoT is not mainstream yet, um, I actually think that will be you know, more mainstream in the healthcare sector or First. faster in the healthcare yes. sector before it comes into things like retail. Very interesting. Um, so, you, you know, in some ways, you know, I, I look to, you know, I'm looking to healthcare now and I'm kind of watching very closely what's going on in that space as, as an indicator for what may come in the, uh, you know, in, in the retail and, and sort of more sort of traditional marketing sector. And same, by the way, for wearables. I mean, some of this wearable technology, you know, from a healthcare monitoring, patient monitoring perspective, you know, we, there's lots of crazy, you know, amazing applications from a wearable point of view of, of you know, actually tracking health factors and, and patient, uh, you, you know, uh, issues uh, using wearable technology already. Uh, again, that we can see as as as, you know, as an indicator of what's to come. You I know, agree. some of the, for example, the garment stuff that you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, amazing things going on there. It's a so. practical application for those. Maybe not right now for all of us, but there is in the healthcare industry. I, I agree. So there you got nonprofits in healthcare. Kicking butt. There you go. Okay, Asif, then uh, that leaves us with one last thing to do, which is talk about the companies that you think are going to have a breakout year of 2015. Uh, what do you think? What, what's your pick? Well, do you want to talk about who's going to die first? Or okay, no? we can talk about who's going to die first. Yes. Yeah. Let, let's start with the negative and come to the, end with the positive. All right, who's, who's, who's going down? <clears throat> so, okay, and I've said this, you know, I don't know how many years now in a row, but finally, finally, folks, the end of Foursquare. Finally. So we, what, we, what we saw this year was Foursquare moved from being sort of a, a consumer thing that people you know, knew who they were. People were still downloading the app. I think that's, that's in decline uh, significantly right now. They're, they're starting to kind of just take their data and, and, and push it out and license it to third parties. Uh, we talked about their partnership with Twitter just, just on the last show here. Uh, so I think one of these guys, whether it's Twitter or somebody else, is going to take these guys out this year, so they will find a way to exit. Uh, the, as a brand, that it, it will be gone. Um, you know, by the end of uh, of uh, 2015, I, I think we're we're going to be done with uh, with Foursquare. So that's one and two uh, won't won't disappear. But you know, and I've alluded to this already. Uh, PayPal is going to struggle big time, um, big big time struggles for PayPal. Uh, this year, like they're not going to disappear by any means. They will recover. They will find their way back, uh, but they're going to they're going to suffer. They're going to lose some market share to uh, to Apple uh, uh, in a large way. We've talked about that. And three uh, is uh, is Groupon. I think I think Groupon is it, it, like I don't know what their valuation is. It's certainly not the six billion that they got originally uh, offered, uh, you know, by Google. I think the last one I saw was about. Uh, Two billion dollars, and I think I think it's it's going to continue to decline. 
to the point where uh, we may see some consolidation uh, between Groupon, Living Social, and whoever's left uh, in the uh, in the in the daily deal space. Who's gonna have a good year this year? Who's been well, good? I, I mean, I, I hate I hate to say it, but I, I think it's gonna be Apple. I think those guys, you know, and I think it's I think the watch is going to be more successful than people think. Uh, I read this morning that uh, it looks like they're going to uh, go to three phones uh, again, so they're going to they're going to bring a smaller phone back into the uh, into the mix. Um, you, you know, which I think I think the six has done well. Six and six plus have done very very well, um, and uh, you know, kind of solidified their market share position. And I think for me, the the, the third piece for Apple, uh, you know, sorry, or not the third piece, Apple Pay. I think is doing well. We've talked about that. Uh, you know they've they've positioned themselves very well in the market, both online and offline, uh, and we're going to see continued um, you know adoption by the merchants around that. Um, but one piece that we haven't talked about a lot that I think is uh, we're going to see in 2015 from Apple is the full uh, you know sort of the, the full embrace of the uh, Beats uh, acquisition, and and I think that is for me when we talk about you know wearables, right? For me, that is a wearable, uh, or better yet, uh, you know what, what some people in the industry now call hearables. Um, so this idea that you know, I don't know about you, but my my kids walk around, uh, and I see teenagers all the time. You know, all they do all day is walk around with their device in their hand and their earbuds in their ears. And the reality is, is these earbuds in your ears, you know, are just as good or better. That all the data says at tracking, you know, all the all the health data that we get from these wristbands, because you know that little membrane in your ear is so, super thin. We can read blood pressure, we can read heart rate, we can read all kinds of things while you're already wearing these earbuds because they're in there anyways. So why not take those same earbuds you're already wearing and make them, you know, uh, devices that can track all this health data, uh, and then tie it to your to your Apple, uh, you know, smartphone device. Something called health book. Um, so, so I think we're, it's going to. I think for me, one of the big things that I expect coming, and one of the reasons I say Apple is going to be a big, uh, a big success this year, is, is that Dr. You know, Dre beats uh, integration uh, with uh, health book uh, and Apple, uh, and and the watch will be part of that too. So I think all that's going to come together. It's going to be a big banner year, and Apple Pay is just going to you know rock and roll. And I, you know, the thing about with Apple Pay is that. It's very clearly, it's, uh, Apple understands that it's just a transaction and there's a whole bunch of things that need to go into that before the <laughs> transaction happens. Transaction is not important. What happens before that is important. You've heard me say that all the time. Focus on the transaction means focused on, on your de demise, your death. Um, I, I, I do like that. I, I, have, uh, I have two companies that I think are going to have banner years in 2015. I think that it's just because they're in emerging spaces. One of them is a newer company. The other one is a little bit old. But I think they're both in this spot where they're, about to hit an inflection, and and of course I, I alluded to it earlier on. I, I think um, I think Aisle Four One One is going to be one of those companies that is going to lead the way in inside of in aisle in stores in the technology that helps consumers find what they're looking for and, and buy what they're looking for, um, or maybe be pushed into a direction that enables them to buy what they don't know they were looking for but realize that they were looking for. If you get that, so Aisle Four One One for me in store, I think that that's going to be a big year this year, and I, I honestly believe that this company is suited positioned well for that uh, and now they're actually making um coming up into canada with uh, in, inside a canadian tire and and so you know i 
I like this company. I like this company a lot. And yeah, and Matt Kulig uh, spent some time with on uh, on an episode here um, on uh, this week in location-based marketing from uh, actually the conference. So aisle four one one I think is is uh, is important. The other one, uh, it's a total departure, but this this uh, this company was formed in two thousand and nine. It's called Venmo. You know these guys, like social buying. Like this is something that I think that we're going to start to see much more of in the in the next year, which is uh, around uh, you know small transactions opening up that that whole concept of seeing what I've bought uh, and and watching the trends that emerge from that where I am what I bought how much I bought and then having all of that data understand um, you, you know emerging trends and a company like Venmo is right in the middle of this and it's very cool and if you you listen to any of these latest podcasts by um, by Gimlet media they did a great episode on, on Venmo and I think that that just it just it just shows what the potential of this of this platform is when it comes to social currency and social buying uh, so basically Basically, you, you make a payment, you share a payment, and you can send money to people, and, and it's become a, a de facto platform for many uh, youngsters who uh, who are doing this, uh, well beyond uh, you know uh, PayPal, because they haven't emerged. They haven't done anything like this, right, in order to be able to uh, create a social side to it. Uh, so my company is Isle 411 and, and Venmo. I think these are two companies that are going to have a breakout years in 2015. There you go. Well, if I can add, I'm going to add one little company then. To All the right, mix. go ahead. Go ahead. I have my big company is Apple. My little company is going to be uh, AdTile. Nice. Uh, I love those you know, guys. We, we, we've talked about these guys a few times, but I think actually next year, 2015, is going to be an interesting year because I think a lot of the marketers, a lot of the brands I've talked to uh, over the last 12 months, you know, are you know like me. They're starting to get frustrated with you know the format uh, uh, of the ad unit, right? And I think Adtel is all about this motion-sensitive, location-specific, you know, ad unit, right? Leveraging you know gyroscope, compass, all these sensors in in, in the smartphone to actually deliver an ad unit. And a mobile device that you know you know actually reacts to motion of the device, um, and I think that's really interesting. And I think we're gonna you know as you start to see this movement towards wearables, and you know watches and 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 bracelets and all this other stuff, you know, and that screen size, that format um, where it's small, the ad unit has to be something that is isn't you know isn't just like a banner out on a phone, right? It has to do something else. And if it could be, you know, I gotta, I gotta move my wrist, or I gotta, you know, I gotta, you know, lift my hand, or whatever it is I gotta do, and the ad, you know, the ad unit changes based on that motion. That's where companies like AdTile, I think, are really going to take off and, and own uh, that opportunity around that. So that's my little company for a, a big success for next no year. No argument there. So we've got we've got Apple and AdTile, and then we've got uh, Aisle Four One One and Venmo. Those are the four companies to watch this coming year, calendar year 2015. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see what happens there. And I, I, I tend to agree with all of uh, Asif's predictions around the demise of the other companies as well. So we'd love to know your thoughts. What are the companies that you think will succeed? Fail. What are your predictions for 2015? Please, wherever you found this, you can either leave a comment down below or you can reach out to us, robotontether.tv or asif at thelbma.com. All right. That's it. Oh, we are going to have a happy, healthy 2015. I cannot wait. To see what comes up in this year but you know for sure one thing that will happen every single week there will be an episode of this week in location-based marketing that's a prediction isn't it that is a prediction we will be here we're not going anywhere it's a bold prediction. Uh, we'll, yeah we will see you every week uh and and i guess on that you know what have a happy new year happy new year everybody and thank you for sticking around thank you for listening to this year in this week in location-based marketing and uh, we'll be back for episode number 215 in are you kidding? 215 in 2015? First episode. 
Love it. Love it. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Asif, happy new year, man. Same to you, bud.